my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? Doing good, Mike, and uh, welcome also to the folks uh, watching us over on the YouTube. Uh, wherever you're watching or listening to us, make sure to give us a like, comment, and a subscribe. And if you're tuning in live here on Facebook, leave a comment, leave a reaction, and we'll make sure to uh, give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Yep. Mike, how, how's, how was your week? Uh, it's been a busy week. Uh, it's been good, but it's been busy. Um, it's, it's homecoming week, so Danielle's been a little stressed uh, there, but we're making it work, and uh, we have a weekend, so let's enjoy that weekend. Yeah, I hear you out. So um, pretty much the same here, minus the homecoming stuff. Uh, just a pretty normal. I mean, it's Rocky's uh, kind of busy week too. I don't know. But I mean, I don't work at the school, and I mean, since I left high school, I really haven't gotten into the whole homecoming thing. That's all. Yeah, I think I've gone twice. All right, Mike. So we got a good show. A lot of things to discuss. Some leftovers from last week. Um, talking about a Bears potential new stadium. What they're planning on doing with the uh, the Arlington site, the Arlington Heights um, parcel of land that they bought out there, as well as the college football playoff expansion, as well as the NASCAR corner. Mike, what else are we going to be talking about? We got our NFL, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the NFL. Uh, we'll get to that, and then we have the MLB and everything going on with that, getting ready for playoffs soon so yeah uh that and much much more but first let's roll the intro broadcasting live from somewhere in iowa this is balls and sticks the podcast with your hosts mike and rich And we're back. Rich, I love your faces when I do that to you. Your <laughs> eye rolls tell just no, the whole no. story. You're like, oh, how long is this going on for? It's all right. No, and also sometimes it's impressive. Wow, you were able to hold that one for a long time. Oh, I, I've i never actually held it to the point that I can't hold it longer. Mm, okay. But it sounds like it's a cha- time for a challenge. Accept it. <laughs> All right, Mike. So we're going to start with our poll question. If um, you want to bring up the results here real quick. Um, last week, our Jock Jam Stadium songs featured Rock and Roll Part 2, or as most people know it, The Hey Song, and Blur Song 2, which most people know as Woohoo. Uh, so, Mike, how did the people vote? Well, Rich, uh, we had a tie again. Okay, Mike. So where will Balls and Sticks place the tie-breaking vote? Blur song number two. Okay, so I take it we were the two that voted for the Hey song? Wait, we you and I both voted for that? No, we're... We're playing executive powers, and we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play uh, rock and roll part two. You see, Mike, that I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, disagree with you on that one. It, it, is it confirmed that we both voted for rock and roll part two? Yes. 
So I would say that Balls and Sticks votes needs to go with the people that are not affiliated with this show and give it to Blur since we had two fan votes go that went with a different song. So they participated in the poll, so I feel Balls and Sticks' vote should go to Blur. I'll follow your recommendation, but <laughs> I feel like if you and I had picked a song together and we agreed on a something, then we, as Balls and Sticks, agree that that's the better song. Mm. So balls and six votes the way you and I think. If you and I thought differently from each other, uh-huh. then it's a eeny, meeny, miny, mo or a paper, scissor, rock. Okay. So so you want to go... I, okay. I, I like your logic as well, Mike. You're the one at the controls. Who's it going to be? What's it going to be? We're going to go with Blur because okay. we are people... We are men of the people. So let the people have their cake and eat it too. Or in this right. cake, their blur. Yeah. So I know I went with the Hey song. I thought, I actually thought when I was driving home today, thinking about where, where, where could the numbers be, that maybe I would change over to change over the blur, because of memories that I have of going to Quad City Steamroller games with my dad, and whenever the Wheelers scored the touchdown, that's what they started. The, um, that's what started the the touchdown. That's what started like the the touchdown song right when they uh, after the after it was announced that the that the touchdown was confirmed and scored. Okay, well, you, so I, I'm okay either way. You kind of voted for it, so you kind of voted for it, yeah. Okay, this week we are gonna have Cottonhead Joe, and thank God I'm a country boy, man. This one to me isn't even that hard of a pick. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see how it comes out. So, Rich, do you see what's uh, coming up next? Uh, Mike, is it a left turn? It is. And after that? Uh, it's probably another left turn. Why is that, Rich? Because, Mike, we're going in the NASCAR corner. Presented, as always, by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, 5th Avenue in Moline, Illinois. Uh, or you can also check them out and find them on eBay. Triple uh, A Sports Cards Incorporated. So this right, last Mike. week, we we were in Kansas City for the Kansas 400, or the Hollywood Casino 400 in Kansas. Your winner and Rich's pick for non-playoff driver, Bubba Wallace. My pick for non-playoff driver finished fifth, and that's Martin Truex Jr. Rich, your pick of playoff drivers finished third so you get three points this week i do mike your pick of uh my playoff my playoff driver was christopher bell and uh mike your guys still didn't do really your dude still still did pretty good as uh you had chase elliott as uh he came in 11th yeah okay all Um, right mike so before we any any thoughts on the kansas race I didn't watch a minute of it. Yeah, ne- neither did I. I was trying to uh, follow it as best I could. It was football uh, on on the app. Yeah, I was down. I was watching uh, Red Zone all day. I yeah, I was at. I was. I watched the Bears at my house, and then I went over to our neighbors and watched the Vikings, and then I came home and to make it up to Danielle, we watched some other non 
football-related stuff, and then I put on the uh, football game at the end. All right. So, yeah, so um, before we go into our picks for the Bass Pro Shops night race uh, at Bristol, um, let's give an update on where the playoff standings are on who got, on which guys could be joining our pool of non-playoff drivers. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, to choose from. So currently the points leader, and I believe he does have a guaranteed ticket to the next round, is Christopher Bell. Yes, he does because um, he won a race. Yeah. No, he hasn't won a race yet. Oh, you're, the, right, you're right. He hasn't right. won a playoff race yet. But Nobody's won a playoff. None of the playoff drivers have won a playoff race. He's guaranteed a spot because of his because of his where he's at points. points. Yep. All right. Uh, followed by William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Joey Lugano, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, and Austin Sindrick. Below yep. the cut line, um, so pretty no two noticeable veteran drivers in Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, as well as maybe two surprise winners from this year that made the playoffs in Austin Dillon and Chase Bisco. Yeah, I like, I think, look for those four to be really aggressive this week because if they don't win, they're not in. So yep. look for those guys to be extremely aggressive. Um it could be really good or it could be really bad for for any one of them. Yeah, and you could see maybe even guys like Ross Chastain or Daniel Suarez getting uh, getting knocked around on the track as uh, revenge as they've upset a lot of guys over the last couple of races. So look, maybe that could payback could be uh, those paybacks could be uh, getting cashed in tomorrow. You wonder if Kyle Larson has a target on his back as well. I hope not, but that's kind of foreshadowing who I may be picking I this mean, week. We all know what happened at the Indy Road Course. Mm-hmm. He, he tried, well, first he tried to blame it on a mechanical issue, which it turned out not to be. And, uh... Nearly killed a man. Mm, that's true. So I would look out for him. He's one that I would, I might be weary about picking him for as a winner as he might have a target on his back for uh, revenge this week. But that's just me. All right. Speaking of picking winners for the week, Rich, you once again have honors. Let the fine folks know who you picked. All right, so um, I I already penciled it in, so I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change it, even though you gave a fair warning of maybe shying away from him. Uh, but I'm still going to go Kyle Larson for a win on the playoff drivers, okay. and for a non-playoff, I'm going to go Brad Keselowski. Uh, both guys have a good track record at Bristol and at the night race, um, so that's why I picked them. I'm going out on a limb here. Okay. I'm going to pick Kyle Busch. Needs a win. It needs to do really well at least and uh, needs to do something in order to prove the, or to, to, to get him to stay in the playoffs. I, I like the pick of Kyle Busch. Mostly because um, you want him to fail? No, 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 no. I, I like it. I mean, the the whole pressure of where, where, where am I going to be racing next year is 
is off the table as he knows where he's going to be race where he's going to be racing uh, next year. So I think that pressure is off. So maybe he can finally just focus on getting a win. Yep. Um, so I like it, but the reason that I I don't I couldn't pick him even though I thought about it was because um, my my wife's an anti Kyle Bush fan, so it'd be hard to root for him to win the race. Oh, I hate Kyle Bush. <laughs> I want him to lose every race that he's ever in, but I know that when when he's backed into a corner, he's not afraid to use his car to to get somebody out of his way. By the way, my non-playoff driver is going to be Eric Amarola. Okay, so Rich, as you just alluded to, Kyle Busch is moving to RCR. It became we we talked about it last week just a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but it became official on Tuesday as they had a press conference. Kyle Busch will be driving the number eight car, currently being driven by Tyler Reddick, who may be getting a third car if RCR can charter a uh, a team. Yeah, they really haven't announced what they're going to do with Tyler Reddick. And a part of me is also seeing stories on how maybe Richard Petty is hoping that Joe Gibbs or the Toyota racing organizations buy out his contract and bring him over to the Toyota camp a year early. Yeah. So they don't have to spend the money because you got to admit, I don't think Reddick, if he stays with RCR, you got to you got to think that he's probably not going to have the best resources as they're only committed to him for one more year and then they know he's jumping ship yeah. jumping ship to go over to a com- to a competitor not only as a manufacturer not only as a team but as a manufacturer and is he is it worth is it worth him uh worth putting the money and resources into chartering a team that you don't even have currently in order to and that yeah, and one that you could dissolve at the end of the year anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a part of there's being with Kyle Busch having the 18 vacated. I mean, I think everybody's assuming that it's going to be Ty Gibbs going into that car. Yeah. But I could have swore that when they were talking about possible replacements for Kyle Busch, they were, Gibbs was saying that they wanted to have, um, Ty Gibbs have another full year in the Xfinity series. So why not buy out the car, buy out uh, Reddick's contract and put him in the 18 for a year. And then that buys a year for Camelin uh, and Jordan to figure out what they're going to do with the driver that they signed for 24, but they don't have a car for him even. Uh, I think that's being solved as we speak. Okay. Um, there is a driver that they have and they have in a contract with who I'm not saying he's contemplating retirement, but the amount of time he's taken off for this injury indicates that maybe he's thinking about retirement. And I'm wondering, I'm just wondering. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Kurt Busch going to realize by the end of this year or at the end of this year, yeah, I'm going to retire. And then they just bring Redick right in and put him in the 45 car. Yeah, I I thought about that one as well. But the the statement that Hamlin has said about Busch 
Bush that uh, even bringing in Reddick for 24 is that he said that Kurt Bush will have a ride within our organization for as long as he wants it. Yeah, so but it how like long they does would he take... want it? Exactly. Does um, he, I don't know that. Does he want it? He, he hasn't wanted it the last five weeks. Well, you also don't know. I mean, everybody kind of recovers from a concussion differently. Yeah, but I think you have to start looking at the writing on the wall. Like, at mm-hmm. some point, the writing on the wall says he's not coming back. And you have to move on. So I almost expect, and, and again, I I don't have real inside knowledge other than I follow the sport pretty closely. I, I watch a few things, and I, I DM a few people here and there. But none of the people I DM really are, are insiders whatsoever. But at some point, they have to start looking for, well, if – if he can't come back, what do we do? And I think with Reddick being sit, sitting out there, you reach out to Richard Childress and you say, "Hey, we'll we'll take what you, we will pay him what you owe him next year. That's our offer for the buyout. We'll we'll just pay him what you owe him, and we will he'll he'll jump right in the forty five car." And then you move Kurt Busch into the head of racing operations or something. You you get him into your organization in a way that is going to be much more impactful for him and help, and help him transition into the man that he will be. Yeah. Or, or one that will allow him to still have a uh, presence with the team and be, be involved in NASCAR on his terms. Yep. As well, maybe not in a full-time role, having to commit to um, training to be a race car driver every week, but more being a more maybe a mentor mentor role and being at the race headquarters at, at uh, Toyota. Yeah, instead I, of going to the track every week. I don't see why not. It it to me seems like a good fit for him, and it seems like it'll be something. It looks like, I mean, I don't wish. I wish Kyle Busch could be in the league another 20 years that guy brings spark he brings panace he he's a he he's very car intelligent he's very race intelligent he's very intelligent and he's he helps he makes every team he's at better now he may not be pr savvy that's that's his worst spot to be at but everything else, that guy has it going on. So I 100% think that's a great spot for him and think that uh, moving him up would be good. And and that helps your organization. So that's kind yeah. of my thought on it. All right. And along with the Kyle Busch moving to RCR, which is the Chevy organization, they have announced that the Kyle Busch Motorsports trucking, which is a truck series entries, they will also be sh- shifting to Chevy, to Chevys, which will uh, give Chevy a more uh, larger presence in the truck series. Yeah, but I I'm, don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but because I mean he's got pretty solid drivers in the in his in his uh, Tundras. Yeah, and they're under contract not with Kyle Busch Motorsports but with Toyota. 
Yeah. So he's not going to be able to bring those guys over with him. I it's it's a risky move to do. I understand why you do it. You'd like to you like to I mean, if he is under contract at RCR and he wants to go race on a in the trucks one weekend, can't just go show up in a Toyota and jump out wearing a Toyota logo on on Friday and then have a bow tie on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or yep, Sunday. That's true. And the other wrinkle into the contract is supposedly his son, Braxton Bush, got a, I don't know if it's more of a ceremonial offer or an option to come aboard and have RCR sponsor him when he is ready to start his, uh, when he gets old enough to be more in the NASCAR development program. Because he's currently racing his go does uh, the uh, go karts and um, something else. One other, I don't know what series he's in. Is but he it's... in the Arca? No, he's not old enough for Arca yet. I, don't know I how think old it's he like is the. Yet. But so yeah, I thought that was a neat kind of neat kind of thing. I don't know. If, I mean, if that'll get cashed in or not. Looking yeah. that up real quick. So yeah, so um, oh, he's only back seven. To he's only seven. Like, yeah, let him grow up a little bit. He doesn't need to. Oh no, no, he is. I mean, sure, if if RCR wants to make that commitment, whatever. They're a family. They're a family organization in general, so makes some sense there. Yeah, so. it's just a contract option. Okay, um, so Rich. Anything else that you would like in the NASCAR corner? Um, no, not that I think of the uh, the 2023 got schedule got announced, but uh, yeah. you know that's more of a topic for the season preview yeah. for over uh, 23, as we kind of already talked about the new races that's going to be on the slate with uh, the street race in North Wilkesboro. Yeah, those everything will be else that. Those are the two only new uh, tracks to come onto the new schedule, except for maybe dates getting shifted around to stay on special weekends. Yep. So this has been the NASCAR Corner, presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out in person at their store on Fifth Avenue, Moline, or online on their ebay store for all your sports memorabilia needs check out triple i sports cards incorporated let's keep going left as we head to the diamond to talk about baseball this week the cubs went four and one show to show rich that means we did terribly you you were down by a half or you you cut it in half and i cut it in one quarter the amount of wins that they were going to get. Um, and, and those weren't cheap wins either. They no. swept the New York Mets. Yeah, that's a big deal, folks. Um, so uh, they are still solidly in that third place in the division. It doesn't mean a lot. They are twenty, still 22 games back. I believe that, that they are now officially eliminated from uh, I haven't, the division. I, I haven't seen, yeah, from the division, probably. They cannot win the division. I don't remember. I don't, they they have sixteen. They have. Uh, they played five. They were at twenty three. 
I, I haven't seen the Facebook post to say that they have been eliminated yet. They but would, it's gonna it's gonna take they're gonna need a lot of help. Theoretically, two games. If they lose two more games, I believe that puts them behind. Um. All right. So while you're looking that up, Mike, um, they get two games against the Rockies this weekend. Go down to Miami to face the Fish, and then they go up to Pittsburgh. So, Mike, how many wins this week do you think they can get out of those three teams that have already been eliminated? Um, I'm going to take four. I like four to be that good number. I'm going to go three. The Marlins, they, they always find a way to to kind of come up short against the Marlins. And they've got some sneaky good pitching, I think, if you catch them right. So I'm going to go three. So if the Cubs lose a game, tomorrow's game, or the Phillies win their game, they're eliminated from the number five spot. If the Cubs lose tomorrow's game and the Padres win tomorrow, the Cubs are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Gotcha. So So more than likely when we go on the air next week, they're more than likely going to be eliminated. Oh, they should. By next week, they should be playing for no reason. Hmm. So, except spoiler. Except spoiler, which could come into play because you got to play the Brewers and the Cardinals down the stretch. Yeah. But so more on that later, Mike. So, are you ready to head over? Anything else for the for the MLB? Um. No. Okay, I, I still think with, with so many more weeks to play, it's too early to start looking at what the playoff picture looks like as I think only the Dodgers have clinched, clinched a playoff spot at this point in the season. Yep. All right, Mike, so uh, let's stop making left turns around the diamond and go down to the gridiron, Mike. Yeah. All right, Mike, so it was an odd week, yep. week one, so which means that I got first choice on the picks. Um, my lock was a tie, and by eliminator rules, that's a loss. I, I yeah, it, it, it got beaten. I'm eliminated from my eliminator pool already after one week, as the Colts and Texans played to a tie. Yeah, the year survivor pool. To 20. Man. Um, that was just an odd game, as it yeah. seemed like neither team wanted to win that game. It involved some missed kicks. How about how about Lovey Smith punting? On fourth and what three, with twenty-seven seconds left in the in the yeah, overtime in overtime, essentially playing to a tie. Lovey, come on now, you're better than that. Yeah, <sighs> and that's what led me to rank the Texans where I ranked them. Yeah, I can in understand. our power rankings, but we'll more get on there that in later. a second. I I have some issues with that call, man. Uh, All right, the Titans. Uh, beat the Giants, or I no. picked the ti- Titans over the Giants. 
the Giants ended up winning by one point. Yes, because the Giants took a risky call of going for two, and it paid off. Man. And they held on to win the game 22-21. So we are both 0-1 on locks of the week. So you're... hopefully nobody took those advice and went to the uh, went to their local sports book. Yeah, you're 0-1, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, if you didn't take the port, the the if you didn't take the points spread in the Colts over Texans, you could have you could have at least gotten your money back. Okay, at least. All uh, right, Mike, for the upsets, finish up. Yeah, for the upsets, Rich. Uh, I picked the Cowboys over the Bucks. Did not happen. In fact, that game caused Dak Prescott to rip his tendon holding his thumb in place yeah he's he had to have surgery yep and the cowboys chose not to put him on the ir as they are holding out hope that he can make it back in under four weeks yeah i don't like that call but you know whatever um rich how did your picks do uh my upset came through as the vikings the Vikings really, really handled the Packers. A big loss, twenty-three to seven. Yeah, twenty-three to seven. I, you're right. Um, and that would just look like a bad game from Aaron Rodgers. And did you watch like it? You said, um, I watched it through red zone. Okay. So I saw the important plays, and the one thing that popped out when they, when they would, when they were showing Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, is he looks old. Does, does old, um, and then uh, Rich. Last week we both picked the Bears to lose. They won. They did win. I think that might screw up my hot take of the year. That they'll mess up and lose out on getting the a top three pick because they win too many games. Well, it was that they were going to be in contention for the one of the top three picks and then get their way out of it by winning the last game of the year. I think at this point, there's a good possibility they might do better than uh, than we think. They looked decent, but they did. it was also the grossest, wettest game I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, the field looked bad. The conditions, it, the field looked bad because of the conditions and... I think if that was under normal weather or a light rain instead of a heavy rain, causing the almost the entire field to be a slip and slide. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think the Niners would have won that game. I think that probably is accurate. So, But it's a win's a win, and you take it. Yep. This week, the Chargers and the Chiefs faced off on Thursday night football. What could be a preview for the AFC Championship game. Rich, you picked the Chargers. I picked the Chiefs. Who got the point? You did, Mike. As the Chiefs won 27-24. A um, pick six is what made the difference there. Oh, yeah. As being, I, I don't see why the Chargers had to rush to the line and try and keep the offense going in the red zone. I, I think that could have been a situation where they... Especially when you have a guy trying to get out. 
yeah. he, he indicated, he taps his helmet. That's, that's telling your sideline, I need out. Take me out. I need a break. They did. And they rushed to the line and called in the play, and he, and he, he was the ready. one that was out of position and didn't cut like Herbert thought he would. Yep. And Kansas City made the decisive game-winning play. But they made it interesting, though, down the stretch, though, oh, getting that, getting that, um, setting up to maybe tie the game or get the winner. They just ran out of time. By the way, speaking of last minute things and things that really uh, exciting parts of the game that happened this week, uh, Rich, I'm, I'm going to call you out. Okay. While we were drafting, you made fun of me for my my last pick. You made which was uh, Young Young Ku. Okay, yeah, the kicker yeah. in Atlanta. You you were I was like okay I'm gonna get my la- I'm gonna get my kicker and and you're like Young Ku like like you didn't and this has been my argument all year. This team is terrible. But as soon as they get into field goal range, they'll put him there. By the way, he's got a cannon for a leg. If he would have timed it just a half second sooner or a half second later, he would have had a 62-yard field goal to win the game. Uh, he, The power that he kicked it with and the angle, he would have had the distance. I know he would have. Instead, it gets blocked, um, keeping Atlanta from winning the game. Uh, Overall, it was a great game. Yep. You know what? Yeah, I'll I'll walk back that comment about why would you pick up Young-Ho-Ku? Yep. I think the, uh, the rationale at the time was that Yes, Atlanta is a bad team, and they could be kicking a lot of field goals because their drives will stall, causing the field goal unit to go out there. But sometimes if you're down by a lot, that strategy of, all right, we'll settle for the field goal and take the points and come back out the next time, eventually those large deficits could turn into, well, we got to go for it because we got to stay in this game and try and win it. And so the field goal chances might not be there. I I can understand that, but I think – the first half of the game, he's going to get some decent long yardage kicks, which he did. He did this week, did great. It was awesome. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. And in all fairness, Mike, I am now following that same strategy with my new kicker in that league, as I picked up the Browns kicker, who had um, the second most points for a field goal kicker in our league. So yeah, I'm going like to see one. if that. I'm going to see if he can. If that can. Uh, Stay true is uh, at least until Deshaun Watson comes back, they could be kicking a lot of field goals too. Okay, Rich, it is an odd week. I get it's my an first, even week, or it's an even, even week. week. I get to pick first. You so do. for my lock of the week, I am picking the Cincinnati Bengals over the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys don't have a great starter. They don't even have a good starter. They have a backup kind of starter. and uh, they, they have a backup only Jerry Jones can love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially in a year that there were so many guys that he could have gone out and gotten. 
Jerry, you're shooting yourself for not having that insurance policy this week. Yep. I, I would like that. I, I would probably even take the Bengals over the Cowboys, even with a even with a healthy Dak Prescott, because that offensive line is suspect. There's no. Yeah, there's it's suspect. So if you don't have good blocking, not only is your quarterback going to suffer, but your running game's not going to be able to gain much traction either. And that was shown against their matchup against the Bucks too. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I just it's one of those things that either way you got to you got to be I mean, I think it's going to be where it's at. Um I did hear I did see a rumor about that this week, but I don't I don't even feel like it is worth uh, talking about on the air. I'll tell you afterward. Rich. All right. So I picked that game left you with a couple of other good locks of the mm-hmm. week. Which one are you yeah. picking? I'm going to go with the Rams going down to it down to Atlanta and getting back on track and beating the Atlanta Falcons. So, I mean, the Rams had a bad game. The offense had a bad game, but, but they were going up against a really good team of the Buffalo Bills. So that's why I didn't really hold that against them too much. Uh, So I think they can get back on track going down the hot Atlanta. Yeah, I like that. That's a good, uh, that's a good pick. Um, And, uh, where were we? I'm sorry, I went and looked this. Uh, the upsets, Mike. Who do you like as your upset? Yeah, this one surprises me that it's as much of an upset as it says it is on the pick'em. Okay. So again, folks, just to recap, our upsets are teams that the pick'em pick spread has the largest has whoever has more. So even if a team theoretically is better. Uh, but the picks have gone the other way. That could be considered an upset. This week, I am picking the Cardinals over the Raiders. I don't think that's really that much of an upset in real life. But that's what they're telling me. Yeah, that's what the Yahoo pick distribution is currently. Yeah. Now, it, well, by all means, it could get a little closer as by the time Sunday rolls around. But we go off of where the pick distribution is before we go on air when yep. we're writing up our outline so i i don't i don't think that's a bad pick um the cardinals didn't look too good against the chiefs but what team does look good against the chiefs yeah though? that's that's a hard that's a hard task to do and i think that's why the pick distribution it went so far against them so all right mike i'm gonna take the saints over the buccaneers um a lot of tom brady's wide receivers are hurt as you're going to see, uh, Chris Godwin's already been ruled out. Mike Evans is dealing with an issue. Julio Jones is probably their, the one guy that, but their one wide receiver that doesn't have an injury concern. His is a little more minor than, than his teammates, Mike Evans and Russell Gage. So they're probably going to be running a lot. And also Tom Brady is 0-4 as a Buccaneer against these New Orleans Saints. That's a good call on that. I don't. How do you pick against Tom Brady? I know. It, it didn't work out in favor of you last week. It did so, not. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I didn't, really, I didn't really feel it very confident about any of the other picks. And sometimes they, when I was looking at picks that I could have made for this week as an upset, that's the one that popped out at me was my gut feeling. So um, I didn't want to pick anything else. Okay. Rich. Uh, finally, the Thursday night game of the or the Bears. Bears play Packers yeah. sun, uh, Sunday night. Uh, Bears are in prime time. 
Uh, yeah, the rivalry is the only thing that's getting that, keeping that, yeah. giving that a primetime game. So, it's the Packers, it's Lambo. What do you think? If the game were in Chicago, I might be tempted to pick the Bears because of how be lost the Packers offense looked and Tom and Aaron Rodgers throwing temper tantrums about everything that went wrong on the sidelines. I can totally feel you on that. Um, but the game's in Green Bay, and you know Aaron Rodgers loves to beat the Bears, so he, I can't pick against him. Hey, I, I don't understand it, but for some reason a a, a minority stakeholder in the team, I, it seems like he's, he, he claims to be a majority stakeholder he, in, in owning the team. Uh, he... He isn't wrong though. He has owned the Bears for mm-hmm. many years. I'm I gotta take the L on that. And then Thursday night game of the week: Steelers Browns. Rich, which game are you or which team are you taking? I'm gonna go with the Browns. Okay. I, I just don't like the Steelers. That that's that that one team where I really don't have a great reason on why I hate them, but I do. And you know the. The Steelers, I got to wonder what's going on with the Steelers because how do you force a team, how do you cause five turnovers in the game and you only win by a field goal in overtime, which also saw multiple missed kicks? Yeah, yeah you know, there's there's something to be said for that. But uh, in the inevitable words of Dominique Toretto. Okay. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. The end of the at the end of the year, are you going to look at their win loss record and say, "Yeah, but that one game"? Or are you just going to no. say, eh, "It's a win"? I take the yep. Steelers all day on this one, folks. I Rich is extremely biased against the Packers or against the the Steelers. The Steelers always yeah. has been. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think, know what it is. To be I think with you, if I he. Don't didn't have that utter hatred for the for them he would probably pick the Steelers to win this game but he can't bring himself to do it it's okay rich you don't have to you don't have to try to call it out pick the Steelers on this game the Browns also don't have a quarterback at least the Steelers have what has constituted a starting quarterback in the NFL for at least one other team. Yeah, that's true. The Browns don't even have a starting quarterback on their roster. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett has only been a full-time starter because somebody else went down. Yep. As he was acquired at the last minute when Andrew Luck announced his retirement unexpectedly. And everywhere else, he's been either a placeholder or a backup. Yeah, I don't don't trust him at all. Pick the Steelers. Rich, if you ha- if I put a gun to your head and a million dollars in your lap, you had to pick which team. And, and if you lost, I shot you. <laughs> I might shoot you in your knee, but I, if you lose, I shoot you. If the team that I pick loses? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, the Browns did play. They played pretty well against the Panthers. They found they a way did. to get it done. 
They rushed for a ton of yards, and that's what they're going to do until they get Watson back is hand the ball off. But it's the Panthers. The hunt, hunt and chub. It was the Panthers. They're not that great of a team. So The Steelers will also be without T.J. Watt, who was put on <laughs> to the IR. I ripped it back. Okay, yeah. real quick, before we go into our power rankings for the week, which we got to do a little quick. We're at, a, at 44 minutes already. Ooh, um, okay. A standings in our pick em for the year. Gotcha. How did we do it? How did the... Uh, Revenge of the play? Lake Beasts has nine wins. Mikey's Picks has nine win- picks. Nine, nine correct picks. Rich's Picks has nine correct picks. And Team McFeely has nine correct picks. We are tied, folks. Woo! All right. And that does not include the results from Thursday night. It actually does, I think. Oh, okay. But either way. Either way. All oh, right, no, Mike. you're right. You're right. All right, Mike. So power rankings. Yeah. Power rankings. Let's do our top ten and our bottom five and the Bears. Yes. Or That's usually how we'll do them. Okay, so you're number one. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, the ELO agrees with you. I disagree. I put the Kansas City Chiefs at number one. All right, I have the Chiefs at number two. As does the ELO. I have the LA Chargers at number two. Okay. Um, three? Um... That's where three I, is where I put the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three is where I put the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. So, wow, I did not expect to see the Bills down this low on your list. So we're, we'll get there. Number four, what I, you, put the, yeah. I put the L.A. Chargers. Okay. Uh, number five. So, so you have the Bills at four? I have the Bills at four. Okay. At number five, I have the Buccaneers. All right. Five is where I put the Ravens. I have them a little bit lower. This is going to be interesting. These next few are going to get quite interesting. Folks, uh, the top five, we're pretty close to agreement on. There's one or two. Number six, Rich, who do you have? Uh, This is where I put the Rams. Okay. Number six, number five is where I put the Bucks. Number six is where I put the Green Bay Packers. All right, I. That's a big difference for the Green Bay Packers. They did not make my top ten, as because they lost because of how, law how bad they lost. I dropped them all the way down to fifteen. Rich, I have one word for you. Relax, and by all means, if they win, they could go up further. By all means, it's one week. It's hard to judge off of one week. Yeah, Uh, number number seven. um, Number seven, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Seven is where I put the Miami Dolphins. They played a really good game. By the way, the the Patriots. uh, I'll we'll do that later. I'll I'll give you the top ten for the ELO after we get through all the way through our top ten. Uh, gotcha. You had, wow. Um, that's our biggest difference of the week. With with which team? The Dolphins. Yeah. 
Where, where did you put the Dolphins at? 25. For getting a win over the New England Patriots. I'm not that impressed with the New England Patriots. How far down do you have the Pats? Uh, 17. 17? Yeah. But you have the Dolphins who beat them all the way down at 22? Rich, the Miami (laughs) Dolphins have had Bill Belichick's number for years. For years. When he had Tom Brady, they still would lose games in Miami or or would lose an occasional home game, too. Didn't matter. The Miami Dolphins, some for some reason, know how to play Bill Belichick and his offense. It is. All right. It is not. It, it, they don't do well outside of that. I was not impressed. Okay, so who did you put at your number seven spot? The Indianapolis Colts. Okay, sorry, you did say that. My, my apologies. Um, my number seven was the Dolphins. The number eight spot I gave to the Minnesota Vikings. I have them at number fourteen. Okay. Who did you uh, put my in number eight? eight is where this is where I have the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Number nine. Um, Number nine, I gave it to the Philadelphia Eagles. I gave it to the Denver Broncos. Okay. And number 10, the Tennessee Titans. This is where I put the Colts. Even though they got a tie, I'm giving it to them. I think that they're going to have a leg up in the division and eventually win the division. So that's why I gave them the 10 spot. Okay, let's jump to the bottom five. And then we'll do the Bears. Yeah. The bottom five. Okay. Team number 32 for me was the Houston Texans. I did not like that they played for a tie. That, I, you know, I totally forgot to take that into consideration in my rankings. Uh, I put and the, I don't think that they're going to be a great team this year. I put the Jets in there just because they didn't get a tie. They actually lost. Then I put the, tennis, then I put the Texans in 31. All right, I put the Jets at 31. They didn't look great against the Ravens, yep. um, so that's where I put them at. Uh, my number 30 team was the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, I have the Falcons up at 22, so... Okay. They, it was a close game. They it, they could have almost won the game. They did a lot better than I thought they would. Yep. Um, number 30, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, I put the Jaguars at 29, so we're not that far off. Okay, my... 29 team is the Dallas Cowboys. All right. I, I still have the Cowboys at 20, but more than look... likely they're going to be going down a little bit further. So I 100% base this on the injury and that they look terrible anyway. Hmm. They look like okay. garbage and Dak Prescott is injured and not going to be out the next six to eight weeks. Okay. Now, the last team in our bottom five. Who do you have, Rich, at number 28? Even though they won, I gave it to the New York football giants. Okay. Because, I mean, when when I made my rankings, I also, I mean, I I did take the time to put together a preseason rankings. So I was also kind of considering where I thought they would be. And then also kind of adjusting off of that as well. That's actually why my rankings read the way they do. I know that you think it's crazy for some of my picks, but that's why my picks are where they are because 
I did my pre-rankings. I didn't put it in the thing. I should have. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But then I okay. I took that and then uh, ranked based on the game. Um, 28 is where I have the Chicago Bears. All right. I gave the Bears a 20. I gave the Bears a 24. They 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 obviously I mean the weather played a big factor into it. Yep. But they they won a game that we were not expecting them to win. And so I I put them at 24. Yeah, I put them at 24, even though I do have the 49ers ranked ahead of them up at 18 because I think the 49ers are a better football team. Okay, and I don't blame you on that. Um, I Now, just because we've done it already, we've done all the other Mm -hmm. teams, where do you have the Detroit Lions, the only team we haven't talked about in the NFC North? 27. Okay, Um, I have them at 23. They they okay. looked better than I thought they would, even in that loss. So that's fair. Okay, um, and we've already done our biggest discrepancy. So let's move on. We have two stories left in our quick hits. So let's talk about um, let's talk about expansion first because I think we can blaze through that because it's kind of official. We just don't know how soon. Uh, they're try- So the, the uh, college football playoffs board decided to expand it to 12 teams, very similar to what I said, a little bit more, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Um, at the latest, it will happen is 2026. They are trying to do it by 2024. Um, and again, a lot of the way that it looks is that it looks like it's going to be very similar to what I said. Take your power conferences, your major com- your your major conferences, give their winners a um, a automatic bid into the playoffs, and then let the let the rest of the spots be picked by the board. That's what it sounds like mm-hmm. it is for me. Hey, guess what? That's the exact thing I I said they should do. I said it should be eight. They went four more so they can get extra picks in there. Whatever, I don't care. Isn't this basically what I said? It was. So the one thing that, I, that that got me wondering about this is if you're gonna give a if you're gonna give the teams from the ACC and the Pac-12, and probably is the Big 12 still yep. considered one of the power conferences? Yep. An automatic bid to their conference champion. Isn't there a chance that their conference champ could be ranked lower than some teams that won't make that top 12 because other like conferences like the SEC and the Big Ten are coming in and expanding their conferences to include some of those teams? Yeah, it it really is going to hurt those teams that decided to change their conferences this year. Um, I, I still don't know almost, how long this is going to last with – the way that money is getting moved around, I still think the the NFL style thirty two team, uh, thirty two team ad relegation, all that stuff. That's what I'd like to see them go to now. I don't know that they will. Yeah. I, I think they'll stay with this for a while. But they've listened to me in the past and tweaked what I said. So why not? Mm-hmm. I'll throw it out there. Pick thir- the yeah. top thirty two teams. Put them in the Big Ten and the SEC, and then make the other divisions. Lower ranked ones, you can keep your playoffs the same, and then uh, and and do automatic just bids that way. The, no, just take away the conferences altogether, yep. and 
put the best 32 teams, put a north, south, east, west. Sure. North, south, east, west division. North, sure. I'm, I'm okay with that. Similar to what, how the NFL does it. And if that means, and then the lowest teams, the lowest four teams but from if those divisions. But if you're going to do it like the NFL, then you need a AFC and NFC, and why not have the Big Ten and the, the SEC? I, I think it works. And then your Pac yeah. twelve and your and your Big Twelve can be your your B level and then your Mountain Valley and your I guess it would be ACC and Pac twelve would be your second tier and then the Big Twelve and the Mountain Valley can be your third tier. I don't care how far down you want to go. You can go as far down as you want. Do it that way. Have relegation. Have games where your worst team in the the worst two teams in the the worst team in for the Big Ten plays the worst the best team in the ACC and the worst team in the SEC plays the best team in the P- Big or in the Pac-12 and the winner of that game uh, gets to be in the it gets to move up a conference and the loser has to go down to the lower conference. Do that. Yeah. So the one thing that got me wondering about all this is that if you have these smaller conferences like the ACC, the Pac-12, yep, or the Big 12, if they get a if they get a power date, what's that to stop them from maybe going to the SEC or the Big 10 to say, "Hey, you there's a clearer path to the playoffs if you move over to our conference to a team that's constantly and regularly seeming to be finishing third or fourth." I think in that'll the happen. Conference. I think that'll just naturally happen. Um, but I think there's contracts involved, and you'll see that that, oh, yeah, there that way. So, okay. And then finally, the Chicago Bears might uh, the their new they they released an image and a rendering of what they hope their new Arlington Park uh, facilities would look like. Um, Three hundred and 26 acres in Arlington Park. Uh, it is a mega complex of the, for the sports or for the facilities for training, and then on top of it, they will have uh, looks like they they have plans for hotels, like a Hall of Fame type thing, stuff like that. And then the stadium is it looks like the bird the bird's nest from the Sochi Olympics. Was it not Sochi? The I thought the bird's cage was um, Beijing. Beijing, yeah. Yeah, it it looks to me like the Beijing bird cage that became the indoor ice skating arena for the for that. That's what, to me. That's what it kind of looks like. I I mean, I don't know. I don't think it looks awesome. But oh, well, the stadium they, they shown really... is a placeholder and not the actual design. So why release it? <laughs> why release it if? That's a if you're just gonna put a placeholder in and put this basic looking structure and not Yeah. The only thing that we got out of that really out of that announcement is that the Bears plan to build a dome. Yeah. A not fixed a retractable dome. roof stadium. A fixed not, dome, yeah. Yeah. So not, dumb. A, not an open air, not a retractable roof. Okay, Rich, why? Because you're gonna you're gonna have to play devil's advocate here because I am yeah. gonna tear this apart. Well, Mike, because there is potential, no guarantee, but potential 
that the stadium that the Bears will own and operate will have the potential to host the Super Bowl, a college championship bowl game. I would imagine maybe the Big Ten championship game could rotate to that stadium uh, between there and Indianapolis. Okay. You could maybe have a college football bowl game there. Um, the NCAA finals, the NCAA final, regional finals or basketball championships in the dome but what overall did it... it's coming down to they want the dome to be able to host other events other than the bears game okay during the winter what's what is your goal as a football team to have a good home field advantage okay what did sunday tell us about soldier field home field advantage right there because of the weather wait they had a home field advantage and won the game because it was an open stadium. How crazy is that, Rich? How do you how do you possibly think a fixed dome in this day and age is a is a good idea? I don't think it's a good idea. I think if they were going to abdicate and say that for the future of the game and to have a state-of-the-art stadium i think that they would be better served if they're if they are dead set on saying that we need a roof for we need a roof to have a state-of-the-art facility so we have the potential <clears throat> to host these big name bigger events yep or events in the off season to have a retractable roof not a dome but even with a retractable roof, if it's raining, if it's snowing, or if it's cold, that roof's going going to be closed. What's which the, would, which in your mind, would eliminate any home field advantage that they would have, that they could gain from playing in the elements. That and I'm starting to get sick of all these NFL teams playing inside domes. Why do we – I understand part of the problem is you need to attract fans to come. Why do you go to a game? To watch the game. Well, most people say that they can get a better, enjoy, more enjoyable uh, watching the experience, watching, on their TV. watching at home because you get full HD, you get to see the plays better, you get to sit on your comfy couch, and you don't pay $25 for a beer. Well, I got news for you. Put me in a cushy chair in Chicago ain't going to make me want to go to a game. What makes me want to go to a game is to be there and yell and scream and and have fun. I don't care if they look like ants on the field. I want to be there. I've sat in every I've sat in every terrible seat in Wrigley that there is. I have had poles literally between my legs. But it was a much better experience because I was outside enjoying the elements at Wrigley with the crowd. There's a reason why it says take me out to the crowd. Because you want to be in that experience. Now, you can have that experience indoors, but trying to recreate what's at home in a stadium the cushy seats means I want to be in my seat more. 
I'm not going to be on my feet as much. The cushy, the 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 nice, comfy area, that doesn't give me the opportunity to prove how insane I am. I'm not saying that I'm a man because I'm going to go there with a with the Cubs logo ch- shaved into my chest and negative 23 degrees. That doesn't make me a man. Makes me nuts. And you know what? I will proudly wear that badge. I got no problems doing it. But you don't even give me the opportunity to do that anymore. If I want to do that, you know what I got to do, Rich? I got to scalp a ticket and go up to, to Wisconsin and eat some cheese. Get backed up for a week. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that they're that they're maybe considering and building the building the stadium with with hopes of getting those extra events but detroit and minnesota have a dome have are they all they posted one super bowl apiece and there's been no talk of the super bowl returning to minnesota or detroit so just because you have the nice luxury stadium and you're you're in a big stadium which would allow you to in theory Host that type of game. Oh, and they're going to get a game. February. They're, they're going to get a Super Bowl. In February doesn't guarantee that you're going to be on a regular rotation to maybe host it every five or six years. Nope. You're it not doesn't. the Superdome. You're not Jerry's World. You're not you're Vegas. Not, it's, it's not Miami. It's not Los Angeles you're, or Arizona. You're not. You know why those places get, those, get the Super Bowl? It's because, yes, being at the stadium and all the stuff that goes around it is great. But if I don't have to put my shirt on when I'm outside tailgating, mm-hmm. if I don't have to, if the fan zone that's around the stadium can be chock full of all this cool stuff that I can do and be outside for six hours straight without having to worry about losing a finger. The reason it doesn't go back to Minnesota is the week it was in Minnesota, it was like 40 degrees below zero, and all of the outdoor stuff was canceled. All you could do is stuff in the stadium and stuff inside in the city. It really kills a lot of the opportunity of things you can do. Chicago's not going to be any better. Yep, I could see maybe getting it once before the NFL rewarding them for building that new state-of-the-art stadium yep. with the dome, but not being able to have those fan experiences and zones that they put around the Super Bowl during Super Bowl week is going to make it hard for them to get multiple games. Now, I mean, I could now I could see them getting being a part of trying to get more of the. The, the college football games there during the offseason, yep. the bowl game. But how much does that bring in for you? Yep, yep, that's as a good the one. Playoff ex- as the playoffs expand, how much money is there going to be in those little minor bowl games where you could maybe see a Big Ten team that barely had a winning record but was belt bowl eligible play against another team that was not good enough to make the college football championship? Yeah, that plus I think you're going to – I think – the final four, the NCAA final four, probably makes sense. They'll probably be able to do that there. That one is a valid reason to have the dome. Because by the but spring, pe- this people in the by by March Madness, Chicago's coming alive again. The weather's warming up. It's starting to get nice. You can do some things outside. 
but when I go, it, it's never going to be, it's never going to host more than one Super Bowl. I, it's it doesn't make sense. By the way, the only if you have to put a team on the field, you wanna you wanna earn more money in the postseason. Put a team on field that makes it to a Super Bowl, because then you get three extra games of TV revenue. Yeah, and you know what the Bears would say about that is that well, with with this nice new shiny new stadium, we'll be we'll be getting more. We'll be getting more money that can be invested right back into the team in theory, because now they own the stadium and it will hold more people. Okay. But I think regardless of whether it was an open air stadium, fixed roof, retractable roof, that team because of the Chicago Bears, they're going to sell out every single game. Yep. Regardless of what type of stadium it is, so I don't yep. think I didn't really feel like they needed to mean cater to a to a fan base that might have fair weather fans that might that where the weather might deter them to not go to the game yeah um so the other thing that come out of this a little bit is that lightfoot seems to think that well if the bears don't want to play at soldier field maybe we'll attract another nfl team to come play in that team to come play in soldier field I don't see that one working out. The Bears. It's, it's your biggest problem. It, Chicago is the Bears town. Yeah. If they attracted another team to that city or an expansion team, who, who's going to support that team? Uh, Rich, I'm going to be on the same lines as you. I'm even going to take it a step further, and you're going to look at me cross-eyed, and that's okay. Okay. But it's a Cubs town only till football starts. Nobody cares after that. It's a bull's town only when they're good and it's off season for the bears. It's only a hockey team town when the team is doing well. Any other time, any other time. It doesn't matter. In our opinion, it's never a white Sox town. No, it never, it's It hardly is, but it hardly is a white Sox town ever. But either way, you're looking at the fact that, as soon as the Bears season starts, Sunday afternoon games in in Wrigley, attendance drops. If you're going against a Cubs game, or if you're going against a Bears game, your attendance drops dramatically in season. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't get her line of thought of, well, maybe we'll try and attract a team to play at that stadium that the city owns. Yeah, it's not so, going to happen, Lightfoot. They'll, I, have to, they'll have to figure out something to do with Soldier Field, but yeah. I don't think attracting an NFL team is going to be <laughs> yeah. a viable option. I concur. So, Okay, Rich, any shout-outs for the week? Um, Let me check something real quick. Sorry. So Sunday is my father-in-law's... No. Not this week. Okay. Sunday is my father-in-law's birthday, so I want to give a shout-out to Tony Phillips. The reason we're doing the show tonight is so that tomorrow morning I can go play golf with him um, and have a good time and celebrate his birthday. Um, so, Tony, happy birthday. Thank you for letting me marry into your family and uh, allowing me to uh, to be your son. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, so, with that being said... Rich, people are watching us on Facebook. 
but they want to take us in their car. What should they do? Uh, look us up on um, wherever you get your podcasts, and um, you can find us there too. Yep. Uh, Mike, for some reason, they uh, they want to try and watch our video, watch our feed, uh, either live. Uh, obviously, if they're doing it, if they want to do it live, they can do Facebook live. Uh, but if they don't have a Facebook, uh, where else can they find us? They can check us out on YouTube at uh, and just search for Rich and I playing baseball together. With that, Rich, what should we do? Mike, let's go ahead and roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Stick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.